Okay, today's daf is daf Samech Aleph. Samech Aleph, we are five lines from the top. Pasuk says, Vayiven Hashem Elokim Esatzala. We're not talking about creation of Adam and Chava. We got into this because we, we mentioned the Joshua Vayitzer, right, the double Yud. So now we're Again, five lines from the fifth wide line. The end of the pasuk that Hashem built that tzela that He took from Adam and made Ish and made Ish and made Chava out of it. So the question is, what is this tzela? What is this thing that Hashem took from Adam and gave it to Chava? Rav Vishmuel have a dispute. Chadam a one says that it was actually a form of a person, meaning as we mentioned at the end of the Gemara yesterday that Chava was created behind Adam. Right, so, so you had Chav and Adam created back to back. So it's a very simple creation. Hashem just had to slice them. Hashem just had to take the form of Chava and, and you know, create it, that she, make it that she's just by herself as opposed to attached to Chava. So that's really, again, the opinion we mentioned yesterday. V'chadam Rezanov. And one says, no, it's a tail. Whatever. The point is that it's the, the side of Adam. In other words, it was a piece taken, we usually translate it as like a rib. Uh, there was something taken from Adam and from that... Somehow Hashem created Chava, but it wasn't necessarily that the form was already in place. Now the Gemara is going to go back and forth. According to the opinion that says there was an actual form of Chava, so therefore the Pasuk makes sense that Hashem says that I created you, you know, backwards and forwards, right? In, in the front and in the back, because there was a, in the front there was one person, in the back was somebody else. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, you know, front and back, I created you? It says, the more kinder means like Ravami, it doesn't actually mean a creation refers to something else. It means that when I created man, he was last in my sabrishes, last in creation, but when he came to punishment, he was first. Why is that? So, or what is that referring to? I understand what it means that he was last in my sabrishes. The man was not created until Erev Shabbos. What are we referring to? Which punishment? If you're going to tell me the punishment of the snake, we know who got punished first, Vatanya. Rabbi Omer, big gedula, when it comes to offering greatness, like offering kavod, matchilim, and hagadol, you start from the gadol. But when it comes to curses, maschilim, and hakatan, you start from the, the smallest. Big gedola, when it comes to greatness, maschilim, in other words, and you're talking about who to speak to first, maschilim, and hagadol, you start speaking with the greatest one, like the Pasuk says. But the Ber Moshe Aaron, Velalaz, really Tamar Banavanosurim. So Moshe first spoke to Aaron, then Elazar, and then he Tamar. And Beklala, Matzchil Menakatan. When you're coming to curse someone, you start from the smallest. How do we know this? Because Betchil and Etkalali. If you look at the Pesukim, first the snake was cursed. Ulevasav Neskala Chava, Ulevasav Neskala Adam, and then Chava and Adam. So you can't tell me that when we talk about you know how punishment first you know befell a person. It's not true. It first came onto the Nachash and then the person. Ella referring to Parnas the Mabul, referring to the troubles of the, the punishment of the Mabul, Dirsiv, in what order were men and animal wiped out? Dirsiv, Vayimachas Kolai Komashel Panyadamashem wiped everything out. Me Adam Varbeima, from man until Behema. So what do we see? Beresha, Adam, first man was killed, Vahadabeima, and then the animal was killed, right? So again, the way he understands the Pasuk Acha, Rekadun Sarasani, it's referring to not actual creation that there was frontwards and backwards, rather it means 
Achar Lamaisa Breshis, the last in the creation of the world, but the Kadam, the first, when it came to being punished by the Mabul. Bishlam Lamadamadamar parts of Harutich Savitza Bishna Yudin. I understand why it says Vayitzer with two Yuds, because when Hashem created Adam, there were really two creations. There was a creation of Adam and Chava behind each other. Lamadam Azanav is now my Vayitzer. What does it mean, Vayitzer? So this we really had yesterday, Kedushim Ben Pazi, Damashim Ben Pazi, that the two Yuds refer to the following statement, Oli Mi Yotzri, Oli Mi Yitzri. They woke to me for my Creator. You know, the, in other words, I'm afraid of my Creator because I follow my Yitzhahara. And Oli Mi Yitzri woke to my Yitzhahara that he, you know, he tires me out because I have to work all day uh, trying to avoid being a Chote. Kama. Bishlam Badam parts of Hanundich Sivzach and Akiva Baram. It makes sense, the Pasuk, that men and female, Bara'am, Hashem created, meaning Hashem created both Adam and Chava at the same time, they were just back to back. So then it makes sense, the Pasuk, Zohar Nikeva, male and female, Bara'am, Hashem created. There was no men, man and female created simultaneously at the same time. So it means like Rebbe Vohu, because Rebbe Vohu already asked this question. Ramiktiv is a contradiction. One place it says, Zohar Nukeva Bara'am, right? That Hashem created male and female, like at the same time, simultaneously. Uksib, but another passage says, Kibitzalon Kimasa Es Adam, right? In the image of God, Hashem made Adam. Sounds like Hashem only decided to make one person. So he explains how how could this be? Betchila, in the beginning, Allah b'machshava, Hashem was thinking about whatever that means, Allah b'machshava, live his base. Hashem really, that was the plan. And then Hashem ended up creating one. So Zachar Nukeva Baram doesn't actually refer to one occurrence. It refers to the original plan. The original plan was to create both at the same time. Perhaps two bodies, one body. But the decision was made. According to the opinion that parts of means that Hashem had to close up the flesh from underneath. So of course, Hashem had to close up a lot because Hashem just took up took off half of Adam's body. If Hashem took a rib or something, a tail, something from the side of Adam, then what did he have to close up? It sounds like the Gemara assumed that it, perhaps it would heal by itself. And that the Gemara says, no. It means, in other words, you, you had to do some sort of surgical remover, a surgical a, a procedure in order to remove the bone. Uh, so, for that place, the place that you cut off, you're going to have to cover up. Okay, we are six lines before the lines get wide. According to the opinion of that, it makes sense Hashem built. Because basically you're taking one thing, you're building really something out of something very little. But right? it seems like everything was there already. Chava's form was completely there. Hashem just had to separate. What did Hashem build? What does that pasuk mean? Hashem like braided Chava, and he like braided her hair, I guess, and brought her to Adam Harishon. She came in the islands, they refer to this sort of braiding as building. So Hashem, you know, when he was introducing Achava to Adam for the very first time, he wanted to make sure that she, her appearance was appropriate. And that's what Hashem was involved in. 
continues the Gemara, Davar Acher, another Pshat in Vayiven, is Amar Chizav Amlo B'Masis and Tana, that Vayiven refers to something else. B'lamit Shabbana HaKadosh Baruch Hu L'chava Kebinyin Oitzer. That Hashem made a Chava like a Binyin Oitzer. My Ma Oitzer, just like something like a barrel that you store things. Zekot M'lamala V'rachav L'mata. It's Katsum L'mata. It is Katsum L'mala. It's narrow at the top. V'rachav and it's wide on bottom. Why? In order to receive the Paris, meaning you put the Paris on the top, so it kind of goes to the bottom, widens out, and you're always able to add more Paris on the top. Woman also is narrow on the top and wide at the bottom. In order to, you know, in order to basically the kabbalah about in order to be able to procreate and create a fetus, uh, the shape of the body is important. That again, wide on the bottom, a kitsara melamala, and narrow at the top. Okay. el ha'adam. Yeah. Rashi just points out that when you talk about a some sort of barrel uh, to hold fruits. If it would be wide on the top and very narrow on the bottom, then the wheat, Rashi says, that the weight of all the foods, weighing down all the foods on the bottom of them, would, you know, would ruin the wall. So again, that's the same thing with the, built, the shape of a Isha. Says Hashem then brought Chava to Adam. Amr Vira ben Lazar. Malamed, this teaches us, Shinasa Kadashbrahu Shushvin La Adam Harishon. We see from here that Hashem was involved in the matchmaking of Adam and Chava. Right? That we see from here that even if it means a gadol going with a katan, meaning someone who's great and going with someone smaller than them, nothing bad will happen to you, meaning everybody, no matter who we're referring to, should be engaged in Shushpina, which really means be engaged in Shiduchim, should be engaged in matchmaking and ensuring that everyone has a chupa to go to. Who, who was walking first, right? I'm sure you've always had this question. You have Adam and Chava walking behind each other, right? Their, their forms are attached to each other back to back. Well, who got to decide where they went, right? Who, who walked forward and who had to walk backward? Were they constantly fighting? So that wouldn't be good, right? Which one was first? Right? Is that another the worst question? Yeah, that's what you assume was going to happen. Mustafa, that the man was in the front. Why? The Tanakh is willing to be right. You're not supposed to walk behind a woman, and even your own wife. So, has to do with Tzniyut, but Ishto is not really Tzniyut. In other words, in other words, you'll be looking at her. Filu ishtoi, filu ishto is not really talking about sinyot. That's what she says. Genai hadavar. It's a that the man should be behind uh, the woman, um, and the gemara continues. Filu ishtoi nizdamulai. Filu ishtoi nizdamulai al hagasher. Yisalkenul etzdadim. You shall. You should go to the side. In other words, to make sure you're not walking behind her. V'chol haover achari isha binahar. If you go behind the woman at the river, ain lo chelak la abba. You have no portion in the world to come. Rashi says, because when a woman's going to the river, she lifts up her uh, skirt. That's what Rashi uh, says. Tosa says a little uh, differently. So the point is, you want to make sure you're not walking behind the Isha. Now, obviously, uh, in our streets, uh, that'd be a little bit, uh, that'd be a little difficult. You know, the post can talk about a guy, you know, 
he's in Manhattan and he's just running the entire way because he keeps he keeps wanting to make sure he's not walking by in the Isha. Basically, the point is EF Shah, right? It's kind of impossible uh, on our modern day streets to basically, I guess if there's very few people, you know, you could hear. But if there's, if there's person after person, that doesn't mean you have to keep running because eventually, uh, you know, you're not going to have anywhere to go. Tanur if you are handing money from your hand to her hand, just to be able to glimpse at her hand, even if you have the Torah, like you will not be clean from the din of Gehenim. Meaning even that little bit of his just at her hand is also a big avarish. So again, hand to hand, Menoach Menoach is not who's Menoach, right? The father of, of Shimshon. Menoach was an Amaretz. Why? Because Menoach, it says, walked after his wife. And again, we just said that even Ishto, you're not supposed to walk after her. So we're proving that Menoach must have been an Amaretz. Okay. And if you notice in that whole story, it's not such a crazy claim to make because in the whole story you know you have uh, the angel keeps appearing to her and not, and not him like the Pasuk says we find by Elkana right now Tosis points out there is no such Pasuk <laughs> it's a very strange Gemara Elkana did the same thing now there is no such Pasuk uh, Tosis points out Shibashu says Tosis Fine, so we have to take out this text, Tosu says. But Gabi Elisha, but also by Elisha it says, where there's probably talking about Isha Hashunamis, maybe. says Mamish. Over here also you're going to say, doesn't mean that he went after her, it means after her advice and after her words he followed her. So again, but, so by Menoach, we're assuming it means after, literally after his wife. But here we're referring to, again, just after following her opinion. Amr Vashi, Menoach, Rav Now that we're saying he's Amaretz, it seems like he doesn't, he didn't even go to day school and learn some Sukim. Why Because the Pasuk says, Right there it says Rivka. Everyone got up and they followed Achrei Ha'ish. But Lo Ha'ish. You see from the fact that the Pasuk emphasizes Achrei Ish behind the Ish, the Pesukim already in Sefer Bereshis, you don't have to go uh, too far to know in the Torah that a woman is, walks behind a man. Amr of Yachman. Achrei Ariv Lo Ish. If you have a choice, go behind the line and not behind the Isha. Achrei Ish of Lo Akum. Better to go behind the woman than to behind a Gentile. It's better to go walk behind a Gentile and not behind a, a, a guy, a Nachri, and not behind a Beit Knesset, right? This we had already. Right? If the Tzibar is davening and they see you walking behind the shawl, it looks like, you know what, you're saying, I don't care about Tzvilah. But we, that only applies. That's not if you're not carrying a package. Because if you're carrying a package, obviously, you know, you're engaged in some sort of malacha that it's difficult to stop. There's another entrance way to the shoal. You're allowed to pass by this entrance. People will say you're going to the next entrance. If you're not riding a donkey, you have a rach of chamra. Again, the same idea. If someone's riding a donkey, 
middle of the day, uh, he's presumably involved in some melacha. But if a person is wearing tefillin, then obviously this person uh, cares about ritual uh, activities and he's walking behind the shul for a different reason. Okay, now why you can't walk behind a guy is not so clear to me. Uh, but I, I think the same idea is it's a gnai, right? It's a gnai for you to be seen walking behind a guy as if a guy is more kavod than you. Okay, now we're going to talk about the Yitzhahara, right? Because at the beginning of the Amr, we mentioned Vayitza, right? Hashem created with two yods, the Yitzhahara and the Yitzhahara. So it says, Yitzhahara, domel zvov, like similar to a fly, the Yoshev bein shnei miftach and sits in, in between the two, or two hearts, whatever that means, shenemar, Meaning, you know, it's able to cause you to change your heart. Shenemer zvuve maves yavish, yabia shemen rokeach. Zvuve maves yavish means the flies of death. Yavish have the ability to spoil. Yabia shemen rokeach, like it causes it to like, to, I don't know, to froth over. Um, so the idea is, is that the zvuv has the ability to spoil your heart. Shmuel amar kemen chita. The zvuv is like a fly, it's, it's like wheat. How is, sorry, a Yetzirah is like wheat. Why is, what does that mean? Shinemar lepesach hatas rovets. Right, that's in Sefer uh, Bereshis, right, that the, at the entranceway, uh, the sin, the, the chata is crouching. Meaning, the, what he's doing over here is that chatas and chita is the same word. That's what Rashi points out. Chita and chatas. So it's like chita. But it's very strange. Why does he say it's like chita? So basically his point is that same way chita becomes a staple in all of our lives, so too the Yitzhahara makes it as if the chet is also like a staple. When he came in chita, the Yitzhahara works like chita in that he makes everything seem like wheat, that, every, that all the averot, which he's trying to get us to do, he makes it appear to us like this is something we need and this is something we have to do. And that's the Pesach chatat robes, that the chet becomes like chita and becomes like a staple. Everyone has two kidneys. Apparently one represents the Yitzhah And some, and one kidney apparently supplies the bad advice. That the right kidney is the one who supports the Tov. Right, and the foolish heart is to the left. I asked someone yesterday, he didn't get back to me, when he took out his kidney, I think you should take out your left kidney, not the right kidney, right? You may as well take out the one who's offering the bad, and not the one that's offering good. So now we're going to go through all the different body parts, uh, not really body, I guess, you know, more like, you know, things inside of you, that how they somehow assist in some daily activities that we do. So it says, close yaatzos, the kidneys advise, Lev Mavin, the heart, um, you know, I guess understands it or tries to figure out well, what's the correct thing to do. In other words, whether to listen to the kidneys or not. Lashon Mechateich, the tongue articulates. Peg Gomer, the mouth completes the word. Veshat Machnes Umotzikomini Machad, the esophagus takes in and out all the food. Kana Motzikol, the esophagus emits some sort of um, wind, right? Some sort of wind or some sort of sound. Re'ei, the lungs are Sho'eves Komine Mashkin. They somehow absorb all the liquid. Rashi points out, even though the liquids end, enter into the stomach, uh, somehow it passes, there's some sort of wall which separates the stomach and the kidney, and the liquids somehow make it into the kidneys. Kavit kaos, when the liver is upset, mara zarekis potipa, the gallbladder 
you know, throws in some bile, right? That's, that, that's, a, that's, a, real, that's a real thing, right? When someone needs to take their gallbladder, you know, something called gallstones, which basically what the gallstones do is that they inhibit the bile to be sent out into the liver. And that causes the liver to calm down. The spleen, the spleen causes people to laugh uh, somehow. Is it, it's, it's somehow like, I think the way I saw it explained, it somehow gets rid of the old blood cells and it kind of refreshes the person and makes them in a good mood. The gizzard grinds. The, the keva, the, um, no, the keva is the, the stomach, right? The stomach causes the person to sleep. And af neyar, and the nose causes the person to wake up. Neyar hayyah. But let's say the opposite happens. Af, af neyar, neyar. Hayashan, yashan. Neyar, one second. On, on it, right? So the Gemara says like this. But let's say the opposite happens. So af neyar, comma. Neyar hayashan. Yashan haneyar, namak v'halachlo. So Rashi explains, what does it mean, har yashan, v'yashan haneyar? So Rashi says what that means is that the stomach and the nose switch jobs. I mean, the things that's supposed to awake you cause you to go to sleep, and the thing that causes you to go to sleep, which is the stomach, causes you to go awake. They somehow start working, you know, they're, they're not doing the right jobs, or they've switched jobs, whatever that means. Uh, if this continues to go on, Rashi says it's going to lead to death. Or Tana, similarly, if the nose and, you know, let's say the stomach is also causing you to wake up, while the nose is causing you to wake up, Again, which means they're not working properly. Then what's going to happen is miad bait. You're going to die right away. Okay. Um, Rashi doesn't really explain what it means that they're not doing the right job, but it just, and you know, in, in, in what way does that manifest itself, or how is that possible? But again, if they're not doing the right job, that's not good for you. Tanya, basically, Amr Tzadikim, Yetzir Tov, Shoftam. The righteous, the Yetzir Tov, rules over them. Like David Amela famously said, that my heart is, is hollow inside of me, meaning my Yetzir Tov, my Yetzir has left. When it comes to the wicked, the Yetzir Tov rules. That what happens? Right? He basically says that the fear of God is not, is not in front of me. In other words, the Yetzir has convinced the Rasha not to be afraid of Hashem. You know, every one of us, they rule, both of them have some sort of control. Both are ruling at the same time. Sometimes they win, sometimes the Yitzhara wins, and sometimes the Yitzhotov wins. My enemy stands to my right. So Shofte means rulers. Meaning, there's no one ruler by the average person. He has rulers. He has the Yitzhotov and he has the Yitzhara. Amar Rava, kigon anu beinanim. Like us beinanim. So Rava calls himself a beinani. Right? You're not going to give any life to anybody else. If you're calling yourself a beria, then, then what are we? Right? Vama Rava. Rava continued to say, The worlds are only created for the completely wicked or the completely righteous. What does that mean? What that means is the completely righteous, um, the completely wicked. Olam Hazah was created for them because we want to suck up all the reward down here for the wicked, whatever possible schar they've accrued in Olam Hazeh. We want to give it to them in Olam Hazeh. So we give them a nice, rich life. Like Rashi, the Gemara pointed, Achav, Achav is very wealthy, in order to use up all, any of his reward for the next world. So Le'ivri Alma, meaning Olam Hazeh was created for the wicked. And Le'tzadike Gemori, that's what Olam Haba was really created for. Now Amar Rava is now kind of a response to Abayah's claim. 
which is what Abaya said. Rava said he's a Benoni. Abaya said, "What are you going to do about everyone else? If you're if you're a Benoni, you know what are we?" So Rava says, "Leida inish benafshem tzaddik amarim lav." Everybody knows himself whether he's a tzaddik or not. Meaning, the point is, um, you can't judge me, Abaya. I, I'm allowed to talk about my own tzaddikus and nobody else. Amarav, Amarav. Every alma, this world was created for who? Achav ben Imri, right? For the evil, wicked Achav. As Rashi points out, he was very wealthy. And we know he had Eilu Chelik Lam Haba. Chanina ben Dosa, and for Chanina ben Dosa, Lachav ben ben Imri, ben Omri, I'm sorry, Haolam Hazet. Chanina ben Dosa, who had nothing in this world, right? like we had it earlier, Haolam Haba, the world that is, Haolam Hazet was clearly not created for him because he got nothing out of this world. What was created from was Olam Haba. Okay. Next Gemara is the famous story of Rabbi Akiva. The Mishnah had stated, Hashem and, the, and we explained uh, what, it, what exactly do those words mean, right? With all your heart. It doesn't mean, So the Gemara was going to go through it. Tanya, Remember, again, the, the, our Mishnah had stated, means, even if your life is taken, means your money. So the Gemara says like this, If you have to take your life in some sort of scenario, right, some sort of Yagval Yavar, that's how much you have to be most or nefesh, why does it say with all your money? I mean, what are these, two? well, it should be either one. So it says, if somebody is so for that person we're telling you and if there's somebody whose money is more meaning as if he would be ready to give up meaning what we're saying is that you should give up you should be most nefesh for um, for HaKadosh Baruch Hu from the thing that is to the thing that is most beloved to you Rabbi Kiva says, means even if it means being notel as nafshcha, even if it means taking away your life. That's how Rabbi Kiva understands it. Says the Gemara, There was one time the Romans right, made a decree not to learn Torah. That he was gathering men. He was learning Torah. He said to him, Aren't you afraid of the king of Allah? Kiva said, I'll give you a mashal. Let me give you a mashal to what it's compared to. It's like an ox. Who's walking by the river? He saw some fish gathering from place to place. Because they're running away from the people fishing. The ox said to them, Why are you fleeing? Because of the nets. We don't want to be gathered uh, by the nets and be eaten up. Why don't you come up on dry land and, and the, the fox and the fish will live together like we used to live together. The fish said to him, You're the animal that they say is the wise one. You're not smart. You're full. You know, you see in our place of living on Misyarin, we are afraid. Of course, we would be afraid to go up on the dry land. Right? Fish cannot survive on dry land. Right? We are being 
So, if we were not learned Torah, how much more so, where are we going to that meaning? You're telling us that we, we would risk our lives by learning, how much more so, how much more so would we risk our lives by not learning Torah? Because, that is the life source. Right? Quite a statement from Rabbi Akiva. So, Amru, they said, the day, a few days did not go by until Rabbi Akiva was you know, grabbed, and they put him in jail, and then then they grabbed Papas Ben Yehuda, and he was in jail next to him, Kiva said to him, Papas, who brought you, right? Meaning, in other words, you weren't learning in public, so why were you put into jail? So he, so he said back, um, Papas said back to him, praise you that you were grabbed at least for learning. Woe to me that I was put into jail for Dvar Betelim, for nothing. Meaning because, again, I wasn't learning. Obviously, Papus did something else which was deserving of being put into jail, but I wasn't. At least I would have had an opportunity to be put into jail for being most nefesh for Torah. So again, they were bringing out Rabbi Kiva to put to death. It happened to be the time for Krishna. They were calling his hand with iron combs. Like, do you really have to do so? You're dying right now. You have to say Krishna. He said to them, right? He says, All my days. And I said to myself, that, you know, when will it come to me? I'm going to fulfill it, right? I just say these words, but do they have any actual meaning, any relevance? And now that it has come to my hand, right? So again, so when the student said, until now, right? It sounds like they weren't, the problem wasn't necessarily saying the Krishna, they probably just saw the mood of Rabbi Akiva, the Rabbi Akiva was somehow excited uh, to be killed at Kiddush Hashem, and, and he's basically saying the reason is because he was always looking for an opportunity to finally fulfill this Pasuk. And then what happened? He was marked in that word, until his neshama went out while he was saying, Baskal came out and said, The angels said it. Right? This is the Torah and this is reward. So Hashem said to them, Their portion is in the next world. Baskol came out of Amr and said, right? You're prepared for Olam Haba. So again, that's, the, that's obviously the Hemshech or the reason why that was mentioned. The reason why that was mentioned is because the we darshan the pasuk like that in Krishna filonotol es nafshacha. Okay, so until now, every single word in Parakaroa has been gadata. Yeah, basically, besides for a few lines like yesterday about Shachianu, maybe that was two days ago. So we have over here another Gemara that's not a gadata. The Mishnah had stated that one should not be laxed on the eastern side of the Harabayas because they're facing the entrance of the Beit Hamikdash. Right, that's what we had uh, mentioned. Um, right, because there's a, a pasuk umikdashi tirau. You should be in a state of yira in the place of the mikdash, and especially if you're standing towards the entrance, the eastern entrance, which basically leads you all the way straight to the kodesh kadoshim. Right, you go. 
entrance of the again of the ulam or the ezot nashim that ezot Yisrael, it all leads you eventually to the kodesh kadashim. So because of that, one is supposed to be in a certain mood when they're standing in that direction. So Amma. That's very good. That's this That refers to some sort of place. Hatsufim refers to a place where you could see the Harabayit, right? It's, it's like, a, like an observatory uh, area, right? Where you could see into the Harabayit and Ulufnim, and from, from there on, that's when the prohibition begins. But anywhere else where you cannot see the the entrance of the Beit HaMikdash, there will be no prohibition. It has to be that you are, again, standing from that point, from the, the place of observation, meaning the, uh, some sort of hill where you're able to see in. And you're able to see it. And there's no wall in between. If someone built a wall, and you're not able to see it, that would form a separation. And it only applies when the Shechina is Shora, meaning only when the Beit HaMikdash is around. And now that the Beit HaMikdash is not around, the Halacha Mikdashi would not apply on those places. Not only, so now the Gemara will kind of expound on other related laws um, that have to do with the place of the Beit HaMikdash. If you're in the tribe of Yehuda, in the territory of Judah, of Yehuda, you cannot go to the bathroom in certain areas. Don't place your body in one direction, eastern or western. Because basically the Beit HaMikdash, you know, any time you're Mizrach we assume you're facing the Beit HaMikdash. Because basically the way Yehuda's territory was, if you ever look at the map, it was very narrow. Right? It basically went all the way from the eastern side of, I guess, of Eretz Yisrael, all the way to the west. So we perceive that the Yehuda runs from east to west, even though obviously there, there are places in Yehuda that's more north of Yehuda. The place of Yehuda, south of Yehuda, anywhere in Yehuda, it's an east to west property, and therefore you always have to be facing when going to the bathroom, north and south. Right? And the Galil was always perceived as being in the north of Eretz Yisrael. So how do you go to the bathroom there? Right? Rabbi Yossi Mater, Rabbi Yossi would permit it. Rabbi Yossi didn't like this whole thing. He said, no, the only time that there's halacha mikdash is if you're actually facing the harabayit, right? You're facing the eastern entrance. So, Mater Rabbi Yossi, because we only ask it if you see it and there's no wall in between in Shechina Shora. The Chachamim Osrim and the Chachamim did prohibit. Says the Gemara, Hainu Tanakama. That seems to be the same opinion as the Tanakama. What are they adding? Says Mar, Ike Benayi arguing about Stadden, which basically means um, if you're in you, the case really that I just mentioned, let's say you're in Yehuda, but you're not exactly facing the Beit HaMikdash, you're a little north of the Beit HaMikdash, so apparently the Tanakama would also hold that it's Aser in that case, as opposed to the Rabbanan, they would say the only time you can't do it east to west is if you're actually facing the Beit HaMikdash. Tiny Idach, the next price is going to be very similar. Right, same everywhere. We're four lines from the bottom, so that's the only new opinion that we mentioned. Rabbi Kiva, That's the same thing as Tanakama. Rabbi Kiva apparently was very strict, even a chutzlaret. He was, in other words, he prohibited, and he said, you have to know 
whether it's, so the question is did, what did he prohibit so Rashi says it means east and west meaning outs, anytime you're outside of Israel right anytime you're Chutzlaretz then you cannot go to the bathroom uh, east or west even though usually we assume that like Bavel the Gemara says it's like north but again many areas of Bavel were east of Yerushalayim and therefore you cannot go to the bathroom Mizrach Ula Mariv um, Rabbah Havishad Levni Mizrach Umariv when Rabbah was going to the bathroom, he would place his, the, the bricks, meaning the things that he would end up sitting on, Mizrach Umariv, meaning, and if he placed them Mizrach Umariv, um, what, would, what would that mean? Rashi says, um, the way, so just, I don't know, Rashi goes through this actual construction, the way Rashi comes out, is that he was doing it in a way that he would go to the bathroom, Tzafan Udarim. Okay, so when I was Rabba, he pl- placed his own Mizrach Umarav, so that when he was sitting down, he was sitting down, Tzafan Tadarm, because he didn't want to be sitting, again, in the direction, even a Chutzlaret, he didn't want to be sitting in the direction of Eretz Yisrael. So what happened? Azal Abayah, Shadino Tzafan Tadarm. Abayah switched the formation of the stones. He wanted to see if Rabba was so makbid, maybe Rabba just did it, I don't know, he just happened to do that way, but who said he was makbid? So all Rabba, Rabba went, Tartsinu, he... Rearranged it, and he said to them, "Man hide the commentary. Who is causing me all this pain that I have to now reorganize the and the formation of my bathroom? I knock Rabbi Kiva. So I hold like Rabbi Kiva. Tamar b'chavakam is aser. I hold like Rabbi Kiva that any place is aser. Fine. So the point being that halacha is like Rabbi Kiva, at least according to him, that uh, that even a chutzlar it's such halacha applies. You can't go to the bathroom. Mizrach ule ma'ariv." Now the Gemara is going to give examples of things that we learn from rabbis in bathroom and even in the bedroom. It says like this, Tanya, Om Rabbi Kiva, top of the page, I once followed Rabbi Yeshua, my teacher, into the bathroom. I learned from him three things. I learned from him that you could only focus, or you could only face north and south. If you're going to the bathroom, uh, if you are defecating, you want to do it sitting and not standing. If you are cleaning uh, yourself with a hand, it should be with your left hand. We'll explain why. But right? he said to him, until now, you know, you are, it's like a chutzpah, right? Uh, to, to your teacher, you're following your teacher into the bathroom. So he said to him, um, he said to him, Torah, right? This is Torah. And I need to learn, right? So sometimes it's going to have to, you know, cause me to enter the bathroom with you or, you know, in a way that you can't see me. But this is Torah. Tanya, Ben Azay Omer, Ben Azay said uh, one time, one time, I followed Rabbi Kibble. I learned three things about the Shannon Mizrach. I learned that you only go to bathroom and turn the bathroom. I learned that you only go sitting down. I also learned that you sit down and you do it with your left hand. Rabbi Huda said to him, This is how far you're going to be chutzpah in the face of the Rebbe, right? It's Torah. I need to learn. Rav Kahana all Gaga Gana Tusei Puri the Rav. Rav Kahana went under the bed of Rav. Shavu Tzav B'Sacha that he was acting in a certain manner. Beishtovas it's Rachav and then he did his needs. Meshamish Mitasa Malei Damei Pumei Daba Kedilos Sarf Tavshila says the mouth of Abba is like someone who never cooked a dish who like never did it before. Amalei Kahana Kanaacha Kanas here Puk right get out of here. The love Aruch Ara it's not the way of the land right. So Amalei Tarei Lomani Tzarech I need to learn Torah. 
What's the reason you don't clean your hand with your right hand? Ella is small, rather with your left hand. Because Torah was given with the right hand, with the right. Because the right hand apparently is closer to the mouth, meaning it's more common that you, you in other words, you wipe yourself with your, in other words, like you wipe your mouth or something with your right hand, and therefore what? So why is that better? So shita lepeh. So that's better to, oh, sorry, and therefore, in other words, so the right hand, which is going to touch your peh, uh, we'd rather than not go in other places, therefore we'd rather use your left hand. Because you use your uh, right hand to tie your tefillin, so therefore it makes sense, so it's a more uh, kadosh hand or arm, and therefore we want to use the left hand. Because when you are letting the Balkara know how to read, you use your right hand in order to give him the signs. So again, these are all examples of your hand being holy and not being used for bathroom matters. Fine, we'll stop here.